Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I am well. It's, it's a Friday. Mm-hmm. It's March 4th, and uh, we're, uh, we're doing a podcast, so I'm doing pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not bad. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of football, and we're going to talk a little bit of NBA basketball uh, before we get uh, get on with things for the weekend. Listeners, thanks for tuning in and grabbing this episode. Hopefully, it will be worth your time. Uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about is, uh, is well, let's see, what do I want to talk about first? All right, let's go to uh, to Seattle. So, Russell Wilson, uh, there's been a lot of rumors about him potentially leaving the Seahawks and heading to another team to bring his show uh, somewhere other than uh, other than Lumen Field, I think they call it these days. Yes. Um, apparently, the Washington Commanders, make sure I get that right, uh, had uh, made a push to get Russ on their squad, um, offering what, a few... Draft choices. Few draft choices or what? Yeah. What's what's the deal? And and apparently Seattle said no, not having it. Yeah, they said no. Uh, not a whole lot has come out about the actual draft choices and stuff, but we know that they offered a pretty big package for him, uh, draft choices in particular, to try to see if they can prime away. I imagine they also included some players, but it was such a new report that they haven't included all that detail yet. But uh, it. it Either the, the it wasn't good enough for him because we know Seattle doesn't like draft choices all that much. They're more into players as opposed to draft choices, and that's why they have zero draft uh, first round draft choices this year. Uh, so that's something that probably didn't really fit well for him. So either that's the reason why they didn't accept it, or they're really just trying to hold off until uh, much closer to the draft before they trade him, or they might never even trade him at all. Uh, so I think right now it would. It would appear that they're just going to keep holding on to him. Uh, It's a little bit of an odd time to trade. You don't see a whole lot of trades go down at this point. It usually comes after free agency, depending on who they're able to land, who they're not able to land. So we might might have to wait and see until after free agency to see what type of uh, people they can land and bring onto the roster and help out and see if they can appease Russell Wilson and the things that he wants to try to bring him back for uh, for a little while longer to see if they can um, get something there that will... Uh, want make him want to stay for an extended period of time and help them win the Super Bowls uh, that they think he, they think he can bring to the uh, to Seattle. Um, so I think if they make the right choices, then they'll probably be able to hang on to him like I like we mentioned before. But it's really going to depend on who they're able to bring in. Like I said, through free agency, can they get um, an offensive line for him? Uh, you've seen the combine that there's a lot of viable options as far as offensive linemen in the draft right now so they'll kind of have their pick unfortunately the best of the best will probably go in the first round and you don't have a first round guy at this point so um, a trade for someone to get some draft choices might be smart uh, as we tick closer to the draft also there's a couple of options in the draft that Seattle could go with but we know draft choice drafting quarterbacks usually doesn't bow very well for the team that that, that that drafts them because normally they're not great and it takes a little bit of a learning curve and learning the offense and everything like that. So they're just going to have to make some splashes in free agency and the draft. But uh, until And then that would make Russell more happy. But it shows that they're a little bit more steadfast to their uh, to Pete Carroll's no. There's a little more behind Pete Carroll's no than just just words as they did turn down that, that offer from 
the commanders, but it also shows how desperate the commanders are going to be. So it's going to be interesting when free agency opens up later on this month. I think it opened like the 14th for legal tampering. So we'll see where they go and who they try to bring in. But yeah, very interesting. I did not expect the commanders to be the first one to put a trade in for them. Yep. Well, there they go. They're trying to be aggressive, uh, but there's a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. So uh, my guess is that won't be the first team to show up on Seattle's doorstep. Oh, no. Yeah, there'll be plenty. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. So another player um, that is uh, rumored to be moving is Devontae Adams, who may potentially be leaving Green Bay for uh, the Raiders to reunite with uh, his old college quarterback. Yeah, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah, I was interested. I didn't expect to see that, especially because the report was that they were trying to make a deal happen with Devontae Adams to keep him for longer in Green Bay, but maybe a little trade and swap could happen between him and the Raiders. Say uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, and that really just shows how committal uh, Devontae Adams is to leaving if Aaron Rodgers is not his quarterback next season. And right now there's a lot up up in the air as far as um, what will happen between uh Aaron Rodgers, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is he going to retire? Uh, I expected a decision to happen a little earlier, but apparently it's going to happen before start of free agency, so that gives him roughly 10 days uh, to get that decided and what he's going to do. Um, hopefully we'll get a decision soon, but he's really pulling this out. Uh, but it kind of makes Devontae Adams' uh, life a little bit more difficult as well because he wants to go where his quarterback's going to go. Um, and so there's not a whole lot there, and... And, I mean, no one's really, like, mentioning anything about his decision-making. I haven't really heard anything from his camp. Uh, so I'd be interested to see what happens there. But that's going to also, for a large part, decide what happens for this trade and, and trade and swap with the Raiders. It'd be interesting to see what they're trying to get from the Raiders, whether it's draft choices, because there's plenty of options for wide receiver in this uh, in this draft. Um, plenty of wide receivers, plenty of tight ends, plenty of defensive players. So there's enough to fix this uh Packers situation but they're gonna have to get some good stuff in free agency to get the bones correct because the the uh the Giants have talked about how the fact that they want to just build from the draft and get and then help their star players but they're releasing a lot of players and giving pay cuts to a lot of players and they're trying to walk the draft line of building your team through the draft and that never works so the uh the Green Bay Packers have a lot of decisions to make way more than Seattle's gonna have to make as far as how do they fix up their team if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams leave they're really left with pretty much nothing uh, their backup second-year guy, Jordan Love, isn't that great of a quarterback at this point. He still has a lot of work to do to become an all-star type quarterback. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of questions left to be remained. But the Raiders seem like an interesting option for uh, for Devontae Adams. It makes sense, I would think, because I think he'll fit in well with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Uh, and I guess Darren Waller is more tight end, but he's, he plays both pretty well. Uh, and some of the other guys that they've got down there. Um, and so I think he kind of fits that mold well. He's a good route runner, and Derek Carr can definitely take advantage of, of his skill set. So I think it makes sense. But I think it's just a big, big loss for Green Bay if they lose him. And it just shows that uh, that Devontae Adams desperately doesn't want to stay in Green Bay, which could be a problem for them long term as they yeah. try to sign free agents because Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is gone. There's not a whole lot to bring really good guys into your organization. Yeah. So uh, we've been covering the Tom Brady saga down in Tampa uh, and what's going to happen with him, as everybody has been covering and wondering. The guy retired and we're still talking about him. It's crazy. Um, 
So it came out today that really, you know, the reason that he even signed another two-year deal was to help generate cap space and that basically Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay owes him. And uh, all of this is a, a bit about nothing. Um, they'll do the right thing. If Tom decides that he wants to play, uh, they'll ultimately let him let him go where he wants to go. This according to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I mean, we talked about this before. I don't think it's the wisest decision for a variety of reasons to do that to Tom Brady, uh, especially after everything he did. I mean, your organization was terrible before he came in and he comes in and gets you to the Super Bowl, gets you deep in the playoffs, almost gets you to go back if he's able to pull off that upset against the Rams and you're not willing to let him go somewhere else even after he does all that and you're just going to hold on to him, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially because you have so much trust in your backup guys. Uh, and since they have so much trust in your backup guys, it would make sense that those guys would be enough to help out and that you would let uh, Tom Brady go somewhere else. Uh, I just think it's one of those things that it, it's, it's just really going to come down to if he decides to come back, I don't think it's going to be that hard for him to persuade the GM to let him go. I don't think that's going to be really the problem unless the GM is where the problem lied when he actually retired. There's that whole issue. Um, but, I mean, they could hold this whole contract thing over his head because it's a contract, And but he was just trying to do it to free up some cap space to make sure he could have all the players back with him uh, for the, that, the season that just happened and try to pull off another Super Bowl win. But I, I kind of want to see him play for one more team, get three, three teams in, and then win a Super Bowl for that team as well. Uh, I think it's going to have to be a team that – that's in a position to win and succeed now. Uh, it's not going to be a random team. Um, but it's also going to have to happen fast because all this stuff's going to happen, have to happen really quickly because every team is in, is in the need of a quarterback right now and everyone's going to use their hard-earned money to sign guys through free agency, whether well, it's the draft or free agency or whatever the case may be, a trade. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter, and these these teams are going to fill up as far as their positions are concerned. So I would assume we'd have an answer to this whole Tom Brady uh, saga and and what's happening right now within the next couple of months. Uh, it just doesn't make sense for it to drag on longer than that, uh, especially with OTAs and everything that happens after the draft, pretty much bang, bang after the draft. So we'll, just, we'll figure out what comes next, but he's leaking some cryptic things throughout the Internet and media like to gobble those up but i think it makes sense uh that he would come back but i think it also makes sense that tampa just lets it go unless he plays his card right and lets them experiment enough with these backup guys gets them to like him and then persuades them and says these are the guys i trust them okay i'm gonna go <laughs> and tries to play one of those cards on him uh and, and see what happens there but yeah i i just think it's one of those things that if, you, if a guy does something for your organization like that, I think it's just kind of right to let him uh, see what comes next because it's not like he's going to be playing a bunch of years after. Yeah, It's like one year, and right. then he'll probably be done So yeah. for good. So, I mean, hold on to him one more year or let him go somewhere else and be yeah. able to experience well, it with the world. Unfortunately, it's probably going to drag on for a while before we really know what's going on. Probably wait all the way until next season. I don't know. I think really, it'll be a month. To really know. You think so? A couple months. All right, we'll see. Um, okay, before we jump over, I know you wanted to talk some NBA uh, T-Wolves basketball, but before we do that, I know you have been uh, been watching the Combine, um, particularly tight ends and quarterbacks. Anything uh, anything you're seeing there with this new crop of, of rookies inbound? 
Yeah, I think there's some interesting things that will be happening, especially in the tight end room. I think Seattle needs to be looking at these guys. I, I think pretty much everyone needs to be looking at these guys because this this group of tight ends that are coming in, some of them are really good at blocking, but other than them are really good at catching. And the, and the catching tight end has kind of overcome the NFL where they need to do a little bit of blocking, but they also need to be really good at catching because that's when they make their money and that's where they're really used in offenses. Uh, and I think most of these guys played really well. Um, McBride from North Dakota State, he played really well. I believe that's where he's from. Uh, Craig from UCLA, he also did really well in the combine. Um, those guys play. Those guys are probably the more fluid of the bunch that we saw uh, during the whole combine, I think there was like three or four guys that I thought were really impressive. The guy in Maryland, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the guy in Maryland really did pretty well as well during that combine was the fastest tight end that they had. And I also think he's a really good pa- uh, pass catcher. So I think he'd be able to help a lot of teams out. But I think Seattle needs to find a way to get into the first couple of rounds to snag one of these better tight ends because the tight end position needs to be fixed for them. They need a reliable tight end that Russell Wilson can have because tight ends go in and out of there really quickly. Uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, Greg Olson, I think was in there at one point. They just kind of go, 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 and they don't really stay. So I think they need to be looking at that. The Eagles need to be looking at tight end situations. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars need to be looking at wide receivers and tight ends, pretty much everything to try to uh, patch things up. Um, I think the uh, the Lions could also use one of these guys. So there's going to be a lot of people, especially in the first few rounds, that are going to be going tight end. And I think there's a, those there's at least three or four core guys that I think are going to go bang, bang, bang in the first round at least, and then the other guys will follow suit. Um, but I think those guys were particularly interesting to watch. I think they're going to be stars in the NFL for wherever they go. Unfortunately, they'll probably go to the worst teams because the worst teams get the first draft choices, which need to be fixed, I think, at some point because tanking needs to not be incentivized. But I think those guys are going to find pretty good landing spots. I think if you find yourself with the Lions, I don't think that's a terrible situation because, like I said, I think the Lions are just a couple of years out from finding their way into uh, into the into – the, um, uh, playoffs um the eagles will also not be a terrible situation so and maybe even the chicago bears wouldn't be a terrible situation either so there's a couple of teams and they're gonna be drafting quite early that could pick you and you'd be in a decent situation for yourself uh so i'm excited to see how, how that goes as well um but yeah I, it's been a really interesting combat i know not everyone watches the combat but I, i've been enjoyed watching these guys and kind of seeing what they're what they're doing and also the quarterbacks have been pretty interesting and like i mentioned there's a lot of people in the market for QBs, uh, particularly the Giants. And so I think they could be going after a couple guys. I don't think the Steelers need to really dip their feet in there. They've got plenty of backups. They just need to find a veteran that they can find. But there's a couple guys, a uh, guy to Pittsburgh, um, the Cincinnati quarterback, both did pretty well with the deep ball uh, and getting the ball out on time and um, in the right formation. I think they were pretty close to the best uh, I mean, as far as implementing what they do to the next level. So I think they've been really interesting. And then uh, on Monday, we'll talk more about the other two couple of people that are doing the combine right now and tomorrow and the day after. We'll talk about those guys on Monday. But uh, from what I've seen right now, I think those guys have been really impressive. I think they're going to be the first few guys to go off the board. But the the wide receiver corp, I watch or the wide receiver uh, group, sorry, uh, been really have been really good as well. And I think they're going to be uh, <laughs> drafted pretty quickly. Those guys are harder to cover because all of them looked pretty good and all of them yeah. uh, have a lot of skill sets going to do well to translate to the NFL. Okay. All right. I know you wanted to hit the NBA uh, for a minute before we get out of here for the weekend. 
You wanted to you wanted to hit on the T Wolves, huh? Yeah, I, I'm just kind of right now. We're just kind of covering all of the teams that are in the play-in tournament, and right now they're the top seed in the play-in tournament for their yeah. respective conference. So I think it'd probably be best to work from the best to the worst. Sure. So all right, uh, the T Wolves are in that position right now, and maybe can make a push to get out of the playing tournament with a couple more wins so i think they've been really interesting to watch especially after the all-star game i watched uh carl anthony towns like most play the three-point contest and did a pretty decent job there so i was excited to see what type of basketball they the whole team's been playing and this team's been really impressive especially after their win to golden state this is covering the last two games just for record it's for the golden state game and then the game they played right before that against the cavaliers um, for the sample size that I was able to watch, and I think both those games they were they both showed really good speed uh, on the offensive side, getting rebounds, getting steals, getting assists, making the ball uh, moving the ball around really well. Especially in the Cavalier game, I saw a lot of hustle to get the ball and uh, get it back out to the other guys and make sure they have an opportunity to make a play. And there's always like two guys back there that were ready to shoot the three when all the traffic cleared and they were to get a clean shot on it. So I think that's going to be really helpful for them in the future. Uh, I think one of the other things they need to be a little bit more careful of, uh, especially as they get down the stretch, is they need to um, they need to make sure they're not sloppy with the basketball and not cre- let themselves create turnovers. They're really good at creating turnovers, but they're also really good at creating turnovers that go against them. So they need to be careful with that and not make, make sure they keep, don't give the uh, other team the basketball and let them have fast away breakaway points, which is more for Golden State than uh, for the Cavaliers. But the Cavaliers did take advantage of it pretty decently. But like I said, they were really good at getting steals uh, at midcourt and forcing turnovers and diving for the uh, basketball. They seem they have a lot of life and energy, which a lot of the top teams or used to be top teams are not really as much showing. I think they look more like just a playoff team as opposed to the play-in tournament team. I, I wouldn't be surprised if towards the end of the season, as we're marching closer and closer to the play-in tournament, they make some type of really big yeah. push and they end up making, getting out of the play-in tournament and making it to the playoffs. So I think they're that type of team, especially with the players that they have. Uh, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is one of the few uh, big centers that, they, that you have in the league that can both play um, underneath the rim and also and shoot the three and do it efficiently. So much so you get uh, put in the three-point tournament and you're able to do a decent job there. But uh, also uh, Beverly was also shooting the three really well. They can get hot and they can get cooking early in the basketball games. That's when they really have success. But against the Cavaliers, they also were able to climb back into a game that they were down most of, and then they were able to get back into it and end up uh, winning that basketball game, which I think was a testament to their strength and their ability to come back into a game. Even when they started struggling early and shooting the ball wasn't really falling for them, they were able to get steals. They were able to get uh, the basket to drop, especially in the second quarter, and then have a lead going all the way into the third quarter into the fourth quarter and hold off and win the basketball game. So I think that's one of those things that this team, out of the teams I've been seeing, obviously there's a lot to cover uh, as we get closer and closer. But they, if they're in the play-in tournament, and this is just my initial thoughts on them, they're able to beat anybody in the play-in tournament. I mean, they're just, they have that kind of atmosphere about them. They got that type of energy about them. And since they're in the top of it of the play-in tournament, they can lose a game and still be able to get into it just as long as they win the next game. So they have that little advantage for them if they don't just all of a sudden fall apart and there's a bunch of injuries and or something like that, which is very unlikely, but has happened. But so I think they're, they're in a really good situation for themselves. And the, the way they've been drafting or whatever that, I mean, just a couple of years ago, you'd never talk about the Timberwolves as an opportunity uh, team that hasn't even an opportunity to make it to the playoffs. But now you look up and you say to yourself, wow, this team has really turned things around in there in a position where you're like, 
they look like a really good basketball team that can hold their own against Golden State, which obviously Golden State's on a little bit of a slide right now, but uh, I just think it's kind of impressive what they're able to do. And I'm excited to see what they're able to do in the future, uh, especially with the type of pieces that they put around them. And if they keep this hustle and they keep the steals and uh, the fast breakaway points and the points off of turnovers, which is something that they're doing really good on executing on in the opposite side of the court, they're going to have a lot of success as we get down the stretch. Um, so I, I'm just excited to see what this team turns into uh, as we get closer and closer to the playoffs. All right, very good. Well, it's the weekend. It's Friday, so it's time to go. Yep. But uh, appreciate uh, you hanging out and talking. Listeners, appreciate you as always. If you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you do, and you'll know when new episodes are available. Otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. God bless.